Hello and a big welcome to all of you out there who are listening and seeing this podcast for today where we have a special guest, Christina Masmanian-Ellis. A big welcome to you. I'm so excited to hear about your uh, writing skills and what you're doing and everything. So please tell us a little about your life, how you are, is where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been an avid horse lover um, and rider and competitor um, since I was five. Um, When I was 16, um, I had the benefit of um, being able to live on a horse farm and help my my mom uh, run a 32 stall facility. And um, I had a, a, a really nice course that I was able to start um, giving riding lessons on. Um, he was my show horse, but uh, my mom's friends and family would ask me to give their child some riding lessons. And I was something that I was interested in. And I was like, sure um you know let's we'll try it and see how it goes and it went fairly well um my background uh at the time um I at the time I was like I'm going to be a horse trainer and so anything that I could ride I rode anything that um any new discipline I could learn I would learn um so I've done everything from um at the time was uh western pleasure And then I did hunt seat pleasure. Then I moved to everything from barrel racing and team penning and and reining (laughs) Um, just to learn as much as I could. I even did a little bit of hunter hack, um, which was really successful and I really enjoyed it. Um, And then as I progressed in in the teaching aspect, um, I found myself um, having a very specific niche in teaching um, beginner riders, um, horseback, uh, uh, like people who've never had horses before, never been around horses before, um, uh, children, adults, um, many, even horse owners that um, may have had a a fall or a scary experience and lost confidence. And um, a lot of those it, it, they kind of gravitated towards me and that just ends up ended up being kind of my niche is that um, I'm very, I pride myself in being very in, inclusive to anyone who has an interest in being uh, around horses, learning from horses um, or riding. Um, I believe that it's not my job to tell people what, whether they can do that or not. Um, so if they want to learn, I'm more than happy to teach them. Um, my youngest is three and my my oldest rider I've had was 84 so um, I have a very wide range of students and they all we all connect or intersect because of our love for horses that's fantastic where are you located Uh, Wisconsin so um, I'm in uh, Bristol Wisconsin the United States (laughs) yeah yeah that's great. Do you have your own farm then, or, or how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so I actually have um, where I teach and train out of 
is a boarding facility that I have a, um, a relationship with. So like we, I've been there for, it's kind of more like a partnership kind of aspect. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, two indoor arenas, um, an outdoor arena, and um, we, I teach all year round because the, the, the farm is heated. Um, but on cold days like today, where it's like with the wind chill, we're in like negative 12 degrees. I kind of, mm. it doesn't, it doesn't get warm enough. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. So, um, yeah, you're, you're talking about partnership. Are you the only one who have horses there or do your partner also have, have horses? So it is um, a boarding facility. So um, there are people who own their own horses that keep ah. that that house their horses with us. Yes. Um, and um, I am the only trainer at the facility that provides school horses. Okay. Um, but there are people who own their own horses. The farm owner, um, they have horses of their own too, but um, they're not part of the lesson program or anything like that. They're just no. horses that live there. Yeah. How how many do you have then? Um, I think the last that I counted, we had about thirty on the farm. As far as my school horses, um, I have four. Okay. So I have a I have a more personalized program. Um, so I really I teach. Um. Like I, I have, I'm open to, um, like I said, I, I'm very inclusive. Everyone's welcome. Um, but I also um, kind of keep the, a lower number. So that way I can um, give my students the attention that they deserve. Mm. Is that, and I only teach private lessons. I don't do group lessons because I like that one-on-one. -on -one, um, wow atmosphere that, that mm -hmm. sounds expensive is it or <laughs> yeah well I mean especially on my end <laughs> because um you know my time I'm, I'm teaching one student per yeah. hour or half hour versus you know a lot of instructors mm. um which not to say that that's anything against them to do a group lesson but for me I find that I teach my best my students get the more the most value when they have my full and undivided attention and the safe, safety aspect of it. Like some people can do great at teaching group lessons. I've never been, it's not a skill I've ever mastered, nor have I <laughs> really felt a, a need to. So. No, I, I think that the horses also should be ready for it, so to speak. It's much easier to have them one by one, as you said, in, in safety thinking. Yep. But um, yep. I I can imagine they they get a lot in in a private lesson, and uh, yeah, and you 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 also say that you have from three years to up, and um, do right. That time does look different too. So like a three a three year old student that's taking a lesson. Um, that lesson would, it's probably about 15 to 20 minutes long. Mm. We're working more on, um, we're being silly, <laughs> right? Yes. Attention span for a three-year-old child. Um, but we might be silly. I play music and I let them pick, like, what would you like to listen to? Um, we do more 
balance exercises, um, you know, working on like airplane arms or um, we do stuff like I'll, be, I'll call out, you know, like airplane, forward circle, forward arm circles, backward circles, um, twist. So then they're putting, you know, one hand up towards their ears, the other one towards their tail. Um, we do zombie arms. I mean, like hands in front. So, I mean, they all exercises that um, all of my students know how to do, but a three-year-old can have more of a childlike energy from me. Um, the words are more child, you know, geared for children. Um, you know, I may say, you know, for two points. You know, I'll tell them, you know, like the saddle's lava, you know, don't sit, you know, like, whereas a teenager, I'm not going to, they would look at me like I was like this weird adult, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, some of my, some of my adults, sometimes they get a kick out of sometimes because I teach so many different children. Um, so it, 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 the ratio is about half and half, but as far as sometimes I kind of flip, so I'll, you know, like when I'm teaching a child. To, to sit the trot, for example, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, pretend that you're the tortilla chip and the horse is the salsa, you know, like, and we're not dipping our chip in the salsa, we're going to scoop it, you know, so sometimes I'll be like, scoop, you know, scoop the cheese or scoop the salsa. And sometimes I say that on accident to the adults, and then they get a kick out of it. And we laugh about it. <laughs> But that's not well, how, I, how I teach the adults, but. <laughs> what are the horses saying about it? I mean, the, it would be a lot of uh, movement on the back. They are amazing. So my school horses are all uh, mustangs. So that okay. was actually something that I didn't, I probably should have brought up to in the beginning. So I am, um, um, Uh, participated in numerous Mustang makeover challenges yes. and um, so I'm very passionate about Mustangs and finding them homes. Um, the first Mustang I ever trained I competed in the um, Midwest Mustang makeover challenge in 2009. She was by far the most difficult horse and challenge that I've ever faced as an equestrian period mm -hmm. and she turned 19 this year And um, so I got her when I've had her for a long time. Um, and so she's always been a challenge for me. She's challenging for my adult students in the fact that if you don't ask her 100% correctly, you don't get the response that you're looking for, which makes her a great school horse. But she's, yeah, also, really. she's also very, very safe because like all I have to do is whistle to her and she will halt so like if a student isn't asking for a half halt properly or they're not asking for a complete halt she's not going to stop they have no breaks but I have breaks because all I have to do is whistle and she'll stop so she's she's pretty good about that um she is a spicy red-headed mare you know <laughs> like yeah <laughs> don't have opinions and again I, I definitely believe that having that you know perfect horse or that dead broke horse is not an ideal school horse because no. it's not not really teaching the student truly how to ride it's teaching them how to sit up on a horse and move with the horse mm -hmm. true but like 
what do you do in life when you're part, you know, you're working with somebody else and you have a different opinion, you got to compromise and horses help us learn yep. those skills. Be a better human and, yes. and listen. Yes. And I have all mares. <laughs> well, I take that back. I have, I have three mares and a gelding. Um, and, um, but uh, the like they, they, the mares, they're opinionated. They have things to say, and they mm -hmm. teach us. They really do teach us how to, okay, how I how I just said this or how I communicated this was probably not clear. How else can I say this in a different way to get the point across what I'm wanting? You know, they, they, they're very good, very good teachers. The more advanced students, they are challenging for them. But I'll tell you what, if I put a, a child on one of them, they are the best mothers. They really are. They just the best babysitters. Like their walk gets smaller. Like it's really, really interesting. It's very unique. And it's really fun to watch the interaction with Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've just talked with another girl who who had took in Mustangs as well, and she was talking about these competitions to take in a Mustang and and uh, get a riding horse out of it. And um, it's a it's a long long way to go with a horse, but. I think that that you get a a really good horse because you get to know them really and and all of these things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So have you are you thinking about taking more mustangs in or is it uh, you have what you mm -hmm. what you needed right now? Yeah, so it's for me adapting more horses right now. Not currently. I don't have okay. plans for it, but I also have a very uh, unique theory that the right horse will always fall in your lap. So I've there have been times I haven't been looking and I end up with a horse. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that does happen. That does happen. Absolutely. Um, but as far as my effort to help Mustangs has kind of shifted. So from doing Mustang makeover challenges, which include 90 to 100 days of you know like gentle and then train and then get them as far as you can um before they get adopted um or even they have a, they had a tip training program where it's like someone could come to me and say i want to adopt a mustang um and then they pay uh, adoption fee and then the, the bureau of land management would pay me to gentle that horse for them um, what I'm finding and what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of mustangs that are ending up in the pipe, in the slaughter pipeline, um, mm. or in kill pens. And they're not, they've never been touched. They've not been gentled. They're wild, but they're titled. So, which means that they're no longer owned by the government, um, or federally protected. And so my focus has kind of turned into help you know I see that horse in in online and I help share the post and I help try and find somebody who will take in that horse mm -hmm. um, I've had some clients of mine that have uh, went and uh, adapted their own you know like 
they saw this beautiful horse in in a kill pen and went and adopted it. So, um, and essentially saved it from slaughter. So, mm -hmm. um, that's kind of where my focus is leaning towards. In addition to, of course, still teaching um, my students. Yeah. Uh, how many students do you have a day? So I don't, so during the week, um, I will have anywhere to three to four lessons per day. Mm -hmm. So Monday through Monday through Thursday, um, Fridays, I can have anywhere from, um, it all depends because I have some students that ride every week, some that ride every other week, some that ride once a month. Okay. Um, but on an average Friday, I'll have anywhere from four, between four and six. Um, lessons and then on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays are a busy day. So I'm usually there a good seven to eight hours a day during the on the weekend. So you are there every day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's that's a lifestyle for you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, if people wants to uh, go and and ride with you or, or have a lesson, do you have space for more, or is it filled up mostly? Um, I do. So right, okay. So it's very rare that I have availability like openings. I do have a wait list. Um, usually in the summer, I get a lot busier. Um, here in Wisconsin, our winters can be touch and go. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but um, I do um, tend to have, you know, anywhere from like a handful of openings, you know, maybe like three or four um, openings in the week or in the weekend, um, depending on the season and the time of the year. Mm -hmm. I have availability right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you the only one in, in the area or are there other riding schools near? So there are a, the area that I'm in is heavily horse country. Mm -hmm. um, even though we're right outside the, we're outside of Kenosha, um, which is a very city um, uh, atmosphere. Um, but out here in the Bristol area, um, Kenosha County itself is fairly horse um, heavy. Um, I there is another there is another school um, that's on the other side of Bristol, and they do have school horses and they teach um, lessons as well. Um, they do teach group. I think they're more group versus private, but mm -hmm. I don't want to 100 say that that is accurate information but i do know they teach group or a group lessons mm -hmm. um and they yes yeah, so there are there at least is one other that has school horses um i'm not sure 100 the different disciplines that they teach and and what their program looks like um but i know as far as like in my immediate area um, I am the only one that teaches and has school horses available. Okay. Yeah, that's a good position. You you want to be filled up with 
customers mm -hmm. and and all that yeah. and um how how do you keep your horses I, i'm from europe and and uh, there's a, a bit of difference there we have mostly our horses in boxes and and uh, uh, they come out every day of course but uh, how how do you keep your horses the same so they come in at night in their stalls um, overnight and then they go out pretty much all day long they go out the okay. minute the sun in the morning yeah. and they come in before it gets dark <laughs> mm -hmm. that's a good horse life i'm sure absolutely, absolutely. I, that's mm -hmm. a, a very important um especially when i'm teaching many different ages and um different levels of riding and it does even if we're not doing uh, a strenuous lesson um even those you know those I call them tiny tat lessons, but like those three-year-old riders, like it does take a mental, uh, it takes up some mental energy mm. for the horses to, yeah. to be able to, um, you know, be, you know, like they're on alert, they're cautious, they're quiet, they're, mm. they're kind to my riders, all, all of my riders, but with the little ones, they're, they're just really good babysitters. And, um, so like, I'm very cautious about how I schedule my day. Um, I wouldn't schedule a bunch of beginner lessons all at once. And I don't schedule advanced lessons all together either. So like yeah. on a typical day, like those eight hour days, um, I mean, I, I use at least each of them once or mm -hmm. twice, um, but I rotate. So I definitely rotate in between lessons. Um, and then I also rotate based on the ability of the rider to make sure that my horses aren't mentally you know they're not physically or mentally getting overworked um oh. in any way and then there's always the one that has a day off so yeah it's important because it's your it's your tools and uh you have to keep them in in a good shape always well and i i i, I see them more as my partners yes um so, you know, like I, you know, the time that I need and every now and then I find myself where I'm like, oh, I have a day off. That doesn't ever happen. But, you know, like I view it as their day off, too. So, yeah. And uh, where can people find you if they wanted to take a lesson from you? Do you have Facebook page or homepage or something like that? I have everything. So, if you look up KME Equestrian um, on Google, um, it'll take you to my website. It'll take you, you'll probably find my Facebook, my Instagram, my TikTok. <laughs> um, I'm very heavy in social media, um, but uh, my my email is kmeequestrian.com. Okay. How do you get time for all that? <laughs> <laughs> People ask me that all the time, and I'm like, "How do you not have time for all of that?" But I think it's all about time, time management. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Okay, it was very exciting to hear about your uh, riding school or what you call it, uh, because it's it's not actually a, a riding school, I think, but the uh, private lessons. Uh, so I. I really enjoyed to meeting you and hear about your uh, 
yeah, your things. <laughs> to it as, it's more of a writing program. Versus yeah, a okay, writing. yeah. Thank you very much for coming here today. It has been a pleasure and always nice to learn a little more about other countries and so on. So thank you so much to you, Christina, and uh, thank you to you out there who have been listening and uh, seeing this. So uh, thank you for today and please subscribe because it's helping me to continue this work and meet another special person next week. Thank you.